Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. Our God will give you thanks and give you glory. Again, Lord, we have come that you may take absolute and total control. Oh, wonderful and everlasting God. There is no one in this room, no one in this room that understands you. You said that your understanding is unsearchable. Man cannot. You're the only one who can teach and lead your children. But this we know. That you are unchangeable, which means your word can never change. That's why you have asked us that for any time, any moment, anyone is speaking to us, that we not, should not be foolish enough. We should arise and understand and try to question whether that's of you. If it's in, anything that's of you, it will not contradict you. We have come, Lord, that you may take over, that in this place, until the time appointed by you for it, that no voice will be heard but yours, that will be in conformity, in agreement with the exact word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lord, welcome, surrendering all our knowledge, and say, Come and teach your children. Come and lead and come and take control. Bless your children, Lord, and let their spirit remain, and also, my God, to follow and go with them. And continue to teach them wherever they are. Lord, draw everyone who is here to yourself and every member of their families. I pray for that, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we'll, we'll start right away. Something actually that is a, a big issue for all of us. But the Lord has, in a way, been sending messages. And then it corresponds to what he wants us to deal with. So we're going to talk this evening about what? A man after God's heart. A person who is after God's heart. A person who is after God's heart who actually respects the preeminency of God. Making God force in everything that he does. That's what we're going to be talking about. Who is this man that after God's heart? that respects and honors the integrity of God, the preeminency of God. It is actually one problem that just about all of us will have. Giving God that order. We said he is God, the king of kings. is everything, nothing higher than him. Then sometimes also we forget the time when we don't put him first as we should. Put him, and everybody needs to listen. And some of us have been hammering this for quite a while, so that some of us need to realize it, because we may do everything we just want to do and think that everything is going right, but at that end, then it will be like we have never at all obeyed him the way he wants to obey him. Who is this man that's after God's heart? Is a man who or person who loves God? But how do you demonstrate love for God? Don't tell me obedience. I know that's what you're going to say now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you demonstrate love 
for God. If I love God, let me put it this way. If I love God, that's where we come. Always put yourself on the... He has to be forced. Please listen to me. Because remember, listen to. He has to be forced. That's the biggest problem we have. And some of us, sometimes something may happen. Then we begin to put God first. But it's almost late. Instead of putting him first when everything is going well. And realizing one thing. He is the one who has given us whatever we have. Even the ability to go and do some work. To do business. To get money. The ability to go to sleep and wake up. Is this God. Therefore, if he doesn't come first. David got it right. He said from the what the rising of the sun to what? That the name of the Lord, that's the first thing he's going to present before anything else. Because he knows that it's the Lord. Otherwise, he's there. And some of us will forget that because then sometimes we run into problems. Things are not going because we need to make sure it is just the way. The person who loves God has to demonstrate that from the way he seeks God. The Bible tells us one thing. That he should love God. How? That, you see, that's, that's, let's define what he's talking about. We should love God how? With, with all our heart. All our, as a matter of fact, <laughs> we should love God with everything that we have within us. Read me Deuteronomy 6, 5, please. Deuteronomy 6, 5. Yes. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now, if somebody is telling you to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, all and all, then what remains for you? Are we sure? God bless. God bless. What remains? That's something which God is trying to tell you. If you say you love me, and there's still something remaining of you, Okay? You don't love me as you think you should seek, seek for me. Why would anybody tell me? Why would I say I love God with everything but still there's something remaining in me? Why? What do we call that? It's a life, yes. We call it self. Self what? Preservation. But what is self? Can you give me a word that defines self-preservation? Aha. Uh-huh. Otakuche is here now. They're, they're coming for selfish what? Selfishness. But do you know self-preservation is the most actually potent demonstration that one has never been born again. No, I just want everybody to understand this. One has not been transformed into the image of God. Because everything preoccupying him is self-preservation before God. Because he has no what? Understanding that whatever you do, you cannot preserve your life. Whatever you do. You go ahead and do whatever you want to do. You, know, this world. you cannot preserve your life. You can't even save yourself from any situation that can affect that body. It's God. Who preserves it? Does it mean I say, oh, sit down and say, God is going to preserve it. I'm not going to go walk. I'm not going to eat. That's not what God is talking about. But making sure you understand. <laughs> okay. make it, make it, making sure making sure that nothing else that comes before him 
that nothing else comes before him. The same Deuteronomy 6, 5. Go to Luke 10, 27, please. Luke 10, 27. Yes. So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. What was he telling this person before that time? This person asked what? What shall I do to what? <laughs> Look, my people listen to me. That's what, what shall I do to him? It said, all. You love the Lord your God. But that's why, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, a heart after God, you seek God at all costs, above every other thing. What is actually preeminency? First and foremost. What's the preeminence? Give me something that can I, at least. Preeminence, this, this is why I define preeminence, okay? Preeminence is when something that surpasses all other things. Okay? That's preeminence. The Latin has now surpassed every, all other things, including yourself. That's why Jesus Christ said, read me please. Matthew 10. Are we, are we, something is not. Uh, read 37. Matthew 10, 37. Yes. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves mother and father. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Is not even worthy of me. So, one who loves God, seeks God with everything that you have. If you said, I love God with all my heart, you must seek God with what? You must seek God with all your heart. Give me Jeremiah 29, 13, please. Jeremiah 29, 13. Yes. And you will seek seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You search for me with all your heart. Look at all these things are coming before obedience. Everybody listen to me carefully. Because you're not going to be able to get obedience or even anything else until you perfect this love seeking God. He said, you must seek me with all your heart if you want to find me. And then you will find me. But how do you seek God with all your heart? Yes. Why is everywhere quiet? Why do you seek God with all your heart? I seek God with all my heart. So you think that what I'm going to do is to go on the street of Houston and keep shouting, you know, I seek, here I am seeking God with all my heart. I gave you before that to love God is to seek him the same way you say you love him. They have to balance, which means that what? Love is equal to what? Seeking. Then how do you show God the force that you love him first or seek him? That's what I'm asking you. (laughs) 
We're in trouble. We're in trouble here. How do you give? Look, Lord, I love you. That's with my mouth. And he says, show me you love me. What is the first step? Yes, please, let's get do this right now. Pastor God, what even hint to that? Everybody, please get this. You say you love me, and you, you seek me. Yes, here I am. I'm knocking, but open. And the way you're going to be able to show me and demonstrate you love me is that thing which I hate. You stop it. I am a father. Most of you here are fathers, mothers, you are mothers, and so on. And you are telling your children, you, oh, that I love you, that I love you. And then, five minutes now, it takes your car and smashes it. And then he comes back and says, okay, I'm going to forgive you, I'll give you another but I bought another but don't touch this car anymore. Because my concern wasn't necessarily because of the car as a property. My concern is that you could have died. You love me, yes, respect me. And then the child goes and does it again. Does he, she or love you? Okay. Read as I please, 55. Let's start from even one. Let's start from that one. As I one. Are you back now or telling? Don't worry about it. Whatever it is, focus. Don't worry. Isaiah one. 55, 1. Yeah, read read 16 to 18 only. That we normally do. Isaiah 55, 1. Did I? Isaiah 1. 16 oh. to 18. Yes. Yeah, focus. Don't worry. If it's not showing, go, go on. Isaiah 1, 16. Wash you. Make you clean. Is that where we're to start? Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Mm-hmm. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Justice. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now. Then you will find me. Oh, my people, please listen. The word of the Lord is so simple, but we don't seem to understand it. This evil you do, stop doing them. And then you can come. Let's go to Isaiah then. Isaiah 55. Let's relax. 6 to 7. Isaiah 55, 6 to 7. Yes. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Mm -hmm. Call upon him while he is near. That is when you have bread. Let me go remember. Call upon this God and quit what? God bless you. Quit. Whatever that is holding you or making this God stay away from you. Stop it now while you have bread. Go on. Yes. Let the wicked forsake his way Mm -hmm. and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Let him then, what? Do all the sins. Do you see why he said that God's mercy is on who? On those who fear him. Look at the chronology. They said, look, get away from this. I will have mercy. Do, Do we get that now? I will have mercy. That's the foundation before before we get to that obedience. If you can do that, I will have mercy. I'm following that. So, someone who is after God, the first order is what? Forsake your evil 
ways. We're coming to that right now before we get into putting God first. You cannot even do The only way you can put God first in everything is that thing which God says, don't do, don't do it. Otherwise, you're not putting him first. Everybody, let's get that now. Because why? Any other thing you build, any other thing you build outside that will collapse. That's the foundation. You're going to... Yes, that's the foundation. Otherwise, any other thing you build is going to fall down. So that is the one who is after God. Now, let's, let's put it this way. Forsake your evil ways. The only way you can tell me that you need me, you love me, you seek me, the first thing you need to do, give me Ezekiel, please, 18. Can you read 21? And probably, yeah, just 21 is even enough. Let's move. Ezekiel 18, 21. Mm -hmm. But if a wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed keeps all my statutes and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Now, if a wicked man turns from all his sins, it makes us remember, turn from whatever that is there, day and night, you have to be the same. You don't have to impress any human being. God is watching whatever it is. In other words, what is God is saying? As long as any one of us has deceit, in his heart, in whatever you're doing, you're not seeking God first. You're not giving him force. I want everybody to understand that right now. As long as there's deceit, hypocrisy, there is reservation, there is hesitation, going in whatever you want to do, then you are giving God the message he gave to our sister. You are giving him, whatever you give him after that, you give him a leftover. Because you have not done the first thing he wants you to do. But look at this. Said, if Turn from all. All. And then keep all. But how do you keep even any of his commandments? I read something. I asked you a question. The expo is there. And you're looking at me. Turn... My people listen to me. He said, turn from all. All of them. And obey all. Which means that you cannot keep any unless you turn from all. It has to be all or nothing. My people listen. That's why some of us have problems with it. Oh, we're doing right here, but over there, it's not working the way God wants it to work. So somebody who is what? A man or a person after God's heart, number one, must be perfect in love and obedience. That's why I keep hammering about that foundation. That foundation, without that foundation, you don't have it. You have that kind of love and obedience. But your love should never be what? It cannot be with the hypocrisy. Can you read, please, Romans 12? Read from 9. Romans 12, 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. 
cling to what is good. Now, stop right there. God bless you, my sister. How, how can we make sure our love for God and all other people is without hypocrisy? Applying to all. Are we, are, we, are we all together yet? How can we? I stopped you at something. How can we make sure the love I have for God and others is without hypocrisy? When I abhor what? If you abhor evil, you don't do evil to any human being, to anything at all, no matter whatever it is, are you not satisfying God? He tells us there. Let your love not be let your love be without hypocrisy. Then he said, This is how it is done. Abhor what is evil and cling to whatever that is good. If you do that, your love will be perfect. Because then you wouldn't do anything that will hurt any human being. Most of us, even though how many years we talked about the incurable virus, some of you still run your mouth. Uh, uh, Gossiping about other human beings. But you don't, you've forgotten what God has told us. When you're doing that, you're annoying him. Because have you gone to that? What have you helped that person? By talking behind the individual. So let your love be without hypocrisy. Because that's a perfect love God is. You have to be perfect. Why? You have to be as God is. That's why he said we don't have to. Matthew 5 48 said, Be you perfect as a heavenly father is. But read me first John, please, 4, 17 and 21. First John 4, 17 and 21. Yes. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Mm-hmm. Because as he is, so are we in this world. That's where the problem is gone, yes? Verse 21. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Otherwise, he does not love God. And who is his brother? <laughs> is it everybody else? You love God and all other people the same way. Otherwise, you do not love this thing. So, if you say, I want to be after God's heart, you must be perfect in love and what? Obedience. Those are the two keys that we have. And then, number two, there must not be any deceit in your heart. If there is a deceit in whatever you do, deceit may be because you want to gain something. Do you know the people of this world they never do anything at all except there's something there for them to gain. If you are still that way and there's even an appearance of it in you, you don't know God because you have not, you have not been transformed. That's why the Bible says that if actually we have been changed into his image. Read me Galatians please 5, 24 to 25. Galatians 5, 24 to 25. Yes. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Wow. They have crucified the flesh. What have they crucified? 
Okay, yeah, sin. One of the crucifiers we're talking about self-preservation. Doctor, this is what I'm saying. Is selfishness. Selfishness. Everything you do, examine. Is there something in it that actually you're doing it because of that? That's why you're showing this good area. You think it's a good area of yours. That is not a good area. You're pretending. That's eye service. That's hypocrisy. God sees it whenever it is done. Do what you need to do. Let it be. Because you see, let me tell you one thing. Why are we talking about this? Thing? A man after God's heart is a man who has what heart? He has a pure heart. He told us, blessed are the pure in heart, because those are the ones who shall see God. There's no one person, the citizen in his heart, that's going to, what? Have a pure heart. Read me please. Psalm 32, 1 to 5. Psalm 32, 1 to 5. Yes. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Mm -hmm. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. In whose spirit there is no deceit. In whatever I have done, Lord, look down from heaven and search. There is no reservation. There is no hesitation. There is no deceit. I didn't do it because of what I can gain. Because I know you, God, can do anything for me. The most important thing is to please you. I'm talking about putting him what? First. If any of these things are not there, you're not putting him first. Because you're not doing things according to his will. That's what it means by putting him first. So, if there's a deceit in my heart, God will not accept it. What is a deceit also in heart? Remember he said here, iniquity. Right? And God said he cannot. I want everybody to know this. Read read. Isaiah 1, only 13. Isaiah 1, 13. Yes. Bring no more futile sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons, the Sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meeting. I cannot, no matter what, this is one thing I want everybody to know. And this is not because I'm saying, oh, there's a, a good man here. Uh, there's no God to judge. But God has told us, whether we like it or not, he will never endure what? Iniquity. That is the thing I want everybody to know. I cannot endure iniquity. Because why? Iniquity is against God. It's darkness. And God has told us in many ways and said that iniquity will always separate us from him. Read me Isaiah 59 two, please. Isaiah 59 two. Yes. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. So that he will not hear. The iniquity has totally taken over there. When there's iniquity in my heart, then there's a deceit also in my heart. Now, there's another area. That's the third one. Another area of deceit, which I want all of us, and make us remember first, take note of, is when actually the message that was given to our sister, when actually I give God 
my leftover. At that point, even immediately is rejected. And I think one of us, this has been going on for a long time, he's been hammering and giving us this message also. When a leftover is given to God, leftover I'm talking about, my people, listen to me. Whenever you hear from here, from my mouth, I'm talking about giving. I'm not talking about money. Money to me is secondary. It's useful to do the work of God. I'm not saying that. But that's not what they called me for. Giving, first of all, yourself. You know, we go ahead and we sing a song. I give myself away. How many of you know how to sing it? I give myself away. And then, do you give yourself the leftover away? And that's why God said that if you give him a sick thing, he said, the fact, he said he would deal with you. It's a reproach. Okay? Read me, please. <laughs> Malachi 1. Read on list 6 to 8. Malachi 1, 6 to 8. Yes. A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? That is a good question. I want everybody. If I am the person overall, almighty God, where is my honor? Yes. And if I am a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts, to you priests who despise my name? Yet you say, In what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar, but you say, In what way have we defiled you? By saying, The table of the Lord is contemptible. And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the layman sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? What is, am I talking about by the sick animal? You offer me sick sacrifice. I don't want anybody to just say, oh, this God is saying we're not giving like, like money. No. You offer me your sick time. You know, sick time, when you have, everything has to be out of abundance. Not out of poverty, inconvenience. Have you been touched and been transformed unto him? That which you are doing, stop it. Take that one or whatever it is, do it for God. You don't know what God will use it to do. Your time, your resource, your energy, whatever it is that God has given to you. Have you asked God, what gift have you given me that I can use to expand your kingdom and to do my work so that the short time I have on this earth, I don't know what's going to happen. I can come before you and say, Lord, at least I've been able to, as your son did, because what he did on this earth was to give the father force and force in every situation that comes in. That's why God said that you have to, we have to stop giving him leftover, sick things, our time in every situation. And I thank God this year that he has picked some of us up, fired up and said, hey, look at what are we doing? When actually he has been so merciful and teaching us what is a raw, undiluted truth. I said, would you do that? Many of us, to be honest with you, before 
it is time. We have set our alarm. There is no way we cannot get up and go to that walk. But one hour, give it unto the Lord, what we'll find it difficult. Because it's not convenient. But if something may happen, you, you'll find it more than convenient. But by then, he will not listen or accept whatever the person is doing. I'm talking about all of us who have that problem. We no all need to change and reorient and do that which is right before, before God. And don't make an abundance. See, let me tell you one thing. Anything that comes to you, whether it is your time, whether it is your talent, whether it is your sources, whatever God is giving to you, he's the one who has given it to you. Then, if I hoard it, I'm talking about, most, why, am I, why am I using this time? We need time. What people are doing, they're not, they're not paid. They every one of us. Ask what God can use you to do. Do it unto him. Because that's why he told, when he sent Elijah, he said, Elijah, you go. I have already commanded a widow woman to feed you. We know that. And when he got there, can you read please 1 Kings 17? Read 9 to 16. 1 Kings 17, 9 to 16. Yes. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Do you know what some of us may say? Come on now. Eh? Look, this man asked me to go bring water. I'm over there asking me again. See this... This person, see me and see this trouble now. You see, that's how God, sometimes he don't know how he's approaching each one of us. He said, get me water. Okay, I'm going to get water. Then he says what? Go on. my dear. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the Good day day. the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord which he spoke by Elijah. What he spoke, bring this force to the Lord. Whatever it is that you have, 
Again, I keep emphasizing, I'm not talking about money. Do that. You know, the cost of time, sometimes, you know, we're running late or we're waiting until worship is almost over and we're here. Get here. Do that. What does it take? Do that with God. I'm talking about myself also. Because sometimes time goes on. It's almost like it's no longer the same way. When the fire is no longer burning the way it used to burn, the Spirit of God is out. Because he tells us when the Spirit of God is up to you, you will run. You will never be tired. You will just move. That Spirit is still moving you. Let's not give any room whatsoever to anything that takes us away and delays us. Go and do your work. Go and do your business, whatever it is. But don't forget him. Let him be forced in every time, any situation that you have in, so that it may be well also with us. The same situation like I was talking about, making sure, especially when it is not convenient. You know, sometimes we're looking at it and saying, well, how am I going to take care of this? I'll take care of this. I don't know. God took care of Elijah. But uh, I cannot even begin to talk about Elijah because here, God has also taken care of his own. This man you see here. I don't want to get into it. I don't even know how it happened. But that's why he's God. His testimony is there in every situation. And I could not be any happier than this because this God is real. He's the one who has given to all of us. Let us give that portion that we can give to this destiny. And that's the same thing when you look at the, 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 the widow's might. He gave out of what? Out of poverty and lack. That's when he gave. Not when he said, oh, everything is there. Or my business has to come first. Everything has to. That's just not the way God operates. Read me please Luke 21. 1 to 4. Luke 21, 1-4. And he looked and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. She put in all the livelihood that she has. The fourth one, we're moving on. I just, we have taken time here because that's what is it, putting God first. A person who is after God's heart does not make sacrifices of fools. What is the sacrifice of a fool? I'm asking everybody, what's the sacrifice of a fool? When I say somebody's making the sacrifice of a fool. Well, well, but okay, if I, if I say somebody's making the sacrifice of a fool, read me Ecclesiastes 5 1. Ecclesiastes 5 1. Yes. Walk prudently when you go to the house of God. 
and draw near to hear rather than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they do evil. So, what is the sacrifice of a fool? Doing what? That's one of the God bless you. He's trying to tell you, right, please, everybody. That's what the sacrifice of a fool is that a fool makes a sacrifice when actually his sacrifice is a reproach unto God. And he keeps making it because he thinks that's what's going to. That's why, you know, when you go to all these places where they tell you in churches, so this amount of seed, so this, 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 this and that. I don't know. They should have asked people to sow mustard seed. That's the smallest one. So, 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 so. What are you sowing? I'm not saying if you have a million of things, you want to support the work of God, please support. You don't even need anybody to know or to see you because that's the one, that thing that God respects. But telling you sow this because when you do that, God will give you that. Okay? Which means that what? You are doing what you are doing for, yes. Quick. Oh, no. Let's say. You know, you know, you know that word is very difficult. Yeah, let's okay. It's no, no. <laughs> you are doing what you are doing. <laughs> so, quick, 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 okay. It's, you, you do this for me, and I will also do this. God, God cannot be bribed. God cannot and will never be bribed. I want everybody to know that you can give everything you have in this world, it will come to nothing except it is anchored on what. And on God, we remember where we started. On that fear of God, love and obedience. I love God. I'm doing everything, whatever He wants me to do, and I'm obeying what He has asked me to do. So when you then you give, God may respect that. Otherwise, He will not respect that. You see, that's exactly. If you look at Genesis, look at Genesis four. Let's read it from three to six. Genesis four three to six. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. Mm -hmm. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why, does your why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you, you not be accepted? Mm -hmm. And if you do not do well, sin, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. You should rule over the sin before coming to me. I want everybody to know that. Because God will not have fellowship with darkness. Rule over the sin. Otherwise, it will be a sacrifice of a fool because God will not accept it. As a matter of fact, it will be a reproach unto God. Read me Proverbs 15, 8 to 9. Proverbs 15, 8 to 9. Yes. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, mm -hmm. but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But he loves him who follows righteousness. He loves him who follows righteousness and holiness. Because already a sinner or a wicked person, God hates. So bringing an offering to him. Read me please. Psalm 711. Psalm 711. 
Psalm 7, 11. Yes. God is a just judge. And God is angry with the wicked every, every day. day. So why is the wicked bringing me offering unto me? That's why I told the children of Israel, stop bringing all these things. Read me please Isaiah 1 from 11. Isaiah 1 from verse 11. Yes. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand? You see, when you come to me, even in churches, who has required all these things you are talking about? Those are not the first things. All this offering and this and that, those are not the first things. The first thing that matters unto God is eternal life. That his children do not perish. Go on. To trample my courts. Bring no more futile sacrifices. He calls them what? Futile. Futile. They are wasting your time. Yes? Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons, the sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your Your hands hands are full of blood. It's okay, right? Your hands are full of blood. You can make many prayers and call upon me a hundred times and be the the greatest, what, prayer warrior. I will not hear you. That's why he told us, remember when Nigeria, that Nigeria has prayed out and vigiled out. You're wasting your time because you cannot be praying when wickedness is full in your heart. How are you going to be able to call upon God? God is not a wicked God. God hears those who obey him. So anything that goes, that's not anchored on that fear of God, that's the foundation of all of it. It doesn't work. That's why even God was telling the, the Pharisees. You know, he was telling the Can you read me, please? Matthew 23, 23. Matthew twenty three twenty three. Yes. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, mm-hmm. justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without, without leaving, leaving the, the others, others undone. undone. Can you tell me what is the weightiest matter? It's, this one, they call it what? Weightier, right? And I was calling this one weightiest matter. <laughs> what is the weightiest matter? He said, you, you, for, you did all these things, but you forgot the weightier matter. Which one is the weightiest matter? Then? That's a weightier. Yeah. yeah. The fear what? The fear of God. People, listen to me. Why do you think, why do you think Revelation? Read me Revelation 2. One to five. Revelation two, one to five. Yes. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, Mm -hmm. who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. 
and you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Mm. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So what are the first works? He said you have left their first love. Love and what? Yes. That fear of God. He's telling them you have done everything. You're so wonderful and marvelous. Nevertheless, you have left the foundation. That means you are building in vain. Because even Psalm 127 tells us that the builders, they build in vain. If they don't, what? The Lord does not what? But the Lord is the one who's the center of it, which is the love. You have to love him and fear him and do that which is right before him. So anything contrary, that's why he also warned us. If we're making our own offering and we remember, read me please Matthew 5, 23 to 24. Matthew 5, 23 to 24. Yes. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there, remember that your brother has something against you. Mm -hmm. Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. And then come back and offer your gift. Otherwise, I will not accept it. Because of the time we're running here, putting God first. I want everybody, please understand that. That is, for me, Emeko Zurumba, and everybody else, put God first. It doesn't take that much of anything. As Christ put his father first. And without wasting that much time, you can see even Luke 2.49. When Christ was telling them, you know, the parents took him, took him to Jerusalem, right? And after the Passover, this thing, or I don't know what, kind of, what, it, what it was, Christ started stayed back. And they said, ah, why did you do this to us? What did he say? Yeah, did you not know that I should be about my father's word? Business. That's what you should come first. Not you. That is it's amazing. You can see why now. He tells us if anyone loves mother or father or brother or sister or himself more than them, then the person is not worthy. And then he goes also, you look at John John 4.34, you can read that one. Just, that's my food. John 4.34, mm-hmm. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his and work. And to finish his work. Always doing what he has asked and putting him first. Not last. When we think we have time. When we think we can do this. When we think we have more than enough. This is what it's going to be. I'm don't let that go. Otherwise, transformation has not taken place. You're still thinking about yourself and how to preserve yourself, not knowing that God is the one. And Paul got it right. He said, you know one thing? I don't belong Paul no more. Now, I'm Christ and everything he wants us to do. So, my people, it's very crucial for us to return God first in our family, in everything we do, walk, any situation you have, put him first. That's what it is. Because he is the one who is holding your breath. He's the one keeping us going. 
and he deserves all that honor and respect. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord, mighty God, who is in heaven. Oh, Father, I pray you for that special spirit of understanding. Pour it on all of us. Pour it on all of us, Lord. For us to understand one thing, we tell you there is nothing else and we can't do anything. And that no matter whatever happens on this earth, it still remains vanity. But you are the one who is an everlasting and everlasting. Father, give us your spirit to put you first in appreciation of what you have done for us and in honoring you as our God and our Father. Mighty and everlasting God, touch each and every one of us that we do not and we never give you a leftover. That you will have the first preference and priority and have preeminence in all things that we do. That's why you told us whatever we do, whether we eat or we drink, we should do it first unto you. In that way, you will receive glory and that you will be with us. You told Joshua the same thing. Joshua, as long as I'm with you, as long as you put me first and make sure that this book of the law did not depart from you, then Yahweh will be prosperous and successful. We give you praise. We give you honor. Lord, we thank you for starting our year the way you've been doing it. Let this year be a year of perfection, a year of zero to where actually we perfect and be one with you in all things. Take all the glory. Bless your children who are here. Remember all of them, Lord, and their families and all people, those, sorry, all those online. Father, please also remember them, Lord, and continue to minister unto all of us that it may be well with us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.